0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Sports Radio 93, 7 The Fan, welcome into the show, Pittsburgh. Tuesday night, Kale Berger here with you. We got Joel Nelson behind the glass. It is election night, but you're not going to hear any politics on the show here tonight. Though you will hear about arguments and frustration and... Some people feeling like very big figures in this town are simply not getting it done or not doing the job they were hired to do, you know, that kind of stuff. But it is election night. Hopefully you went out and uh, practiced or exercised your civic duty. If not, you know, that's fine too. I don't care. I do want to put this out there as something that I want you, the listeners, to call, to tweet, I want your opinion on this. I remember hosting last year around this very time. I think it it was not exactly election night. It might've been the day before or the day after election day. So a Monday or a Tuesday or a Monday or a Wednesday. And the topic we did last year, which 93.7, the fan personality would make the best president. And you know, people threw out Bob Pompiani. Uh, Jim Colony was a very popular choice. I'm not sure that anyone picked Joe Starkey, probably for good reason. We love Joe, but probably a wise choice. Here's the topic we're throwing out that I want you to call in when when you feel inclined throughout the night. Pittsburgh sports figure, individual, could be a player, could be a coach, could be someone adjacent to Pittsburgh sports, that would make the best elected official, current, former, anything? Who do you think would make the best elected official if they held public office? Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, whatever you think. 412-928-9370. So if you have one that jumps to the front of your mind and if you want to get that off your chest. I would love to hear from you. You can also tweet me at kale underscore burger. We got a great show planned for you here tonight. We got two great guests coming up a little bit later in the show. At 6 40, we're going to be joined by Mike DeFabo of the Athletic. Of course, it was a Tomlin Tuesday. And the Steelers haven't played since last Thursday night. But there th- that does not mean that there is not a ton of stuff to dissect and discuss. Uh, with regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll dive into the biggest topic of the day coming up here in a second. We'll also be joined by George Michalowski of Pittsburgh Sports Now does an outstanding job covering Pitt basketball in this town, really college basketball in general, as he heads up uh, the Portal Report, which uh, is an outlet that tracks the transfer portal. So important to have an outlet like that, that is doing that kind of dirty work in today's era of college basketball. But a huge win for the Panthers last night. They won by 48. I know it was North Carolina A&T, but still, Bub Carrington, point guard, freshman has a, a triple-double in his first ever college game. A triple-double. Just the second ACC freshman to ever do that. So we'll talk about some pit basketball with him. The impressive showing last night, what is that as a bearing on the rest of the season? Is that just a flash in the pan against a pretty poor team, which statistically is pretty much one of the worst in all of college basketball? Or is this a sign that it's more of a a reload job by Jeff Capel and we're going to continue to see this program ascend like we saw them do last year? But we're going to dive into what Mike Tomlin had to say earlier here today. We'll talk about some pit basketball on the show here as well. And I feel like this is required that we have to do this every week, or at least when I jump on the air here, once a week or so. But how are we feeling about Kenny Pickett at this current moment? And Mike Tomlin had something to say about that earlier today as well which is kind of the way I've been feeling about Kenny Pickett, and I'm curious if you feel the same way out there. But the big topic of the day, of course, has been Steelers wide receiver George Pickens. Once again, outwardly, publicly showing his frustration on Thursday night. A lot was made about him not celebrating with Deontay Johnson. It had been 100-and-something catches since he had had a touchdown, and George Pickens felt... Uh, it was better off for him to show his displeasure of not getting the ball himself than celebrating with his teammate. That leaked into the following days as you know, sleuths on social media were able to determine that Pickens had unfollowed the Steelers and many in the Steelers organization on social media. Uh, George Pickens went on to respond to that and then promptly added all the Steelers content and followers to his social media pages and acted like everyone was making a big to-do about nothing, and that everyone was blowing everything out of proportions, even though this was something that he physically took time out of his day to do. Well, Mike Tomlin was asked about George Pickens, if his frustrations are warranted, and how he handles massages, tries to deal with, and remedy the frustrations of a young wide receiver. Here's what Mike Tomlin had to say.
2: That's just everyday business. You got a dynamic guy. He dictates oftentimes that it's two-on-one football. And so it's an 11-on-11 game. When he's getting that type of attention, a guy like Deontay is going to have an opportunity to have volume catches. He's going to have an opportunity to have a light box in your run game. Is going to have an opportunity to be effective for him. Man, we appreciate his talents. We respect what people do to minimize his talents. But we function as a collective. And there's some benefits for our collective when people make the type of commitment that they made recently to try to minimize his impact on the game.
1: That has been pretty clear since Deontay Johnson returned to the lineup from his hamstring injury. Teams have still treated George Pickens like the number one wide receiver. It has opened things up for Deontay Johnson. He has been able to eat in those one-on-one opportunities. Kenny Pickett has found him. It has resulted in touchdowns. It has resulted in big performances from Deontay. And George Pickens has not been able to produce, at least at the rate that he has early in this season or in previous opportunities last year. We have seen those opportunities dwindle for George Pickens no more than what we saw Thursday night on Thursday Night Football when he had, what, one catch, I think, for like two yards or something like that, and did have an opportunity for a touchdown catch, ruled out of bounds, looked like he had an opportunity to drag his feet and end up scoring that touchdown and that opportunity. Nevertheless, he was not able to capitalize there. The Steelers were not.
3: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: But here is what else Mike Tomlin had to say about his second year wide receiver who continues to display his
2: frustration publicly.
1: George express any frustrations to
2: you over the course of the season? Heck yeah, man, he expresses frustration all the time, man. He wants to be significant. He wants to be a reason why we're successful. Man, y'all don't begrudge that. I want guys who want the football. I want guys who want to be central reasons why we're successful. You know, that's a non-issue, to be quite honest with you. How do you coach
1: a young player like that?
2: Like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is a pebble in my shoe, to be quite honest with you, in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do in this football game, and I can't state it any plainer than that. It's like reality television, the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it.
1: So there's a lot of things to unpack with this George Pickens situation, all right? Number one, let's start with Mike Tomlin there. He's blaming the media for blowing this out of proportions, for us making something much bigger than it is, for overreacting to this and reading the tea leaves of social media. We are living in the year 2023. That is how professional athletes communicate, get their point across, express themselves. And unfortunately, George Pickens is not the last guy to do these stupid, petty things on social media. He certainly will not be the last because... For professional athletes that now have more platforms and opportunities to make their themselves and their opinions and their thoughts known than ever before, they still feel like that is a you know cutesy, coy way of showing that they're pissed off. Okay, but we see it in the NBA, we see it in the NFL, we see it in a number of sports. Guys do this all the time. Okay, and the reason why we read into it is because it is a clear. Demonstration by the player; it is a clear acknowledgement by the player that they are not happy. And in an era where, you know, the access to the professional athletes from a media standpoint is probably not what it was ten years ago, twenty years ago. This is our look from the outside world into the mindset, the demeanor of these players. And regardless of Mike, if Mike Tomlin thinks this is a story or not. We have seen it from players on this very team, in this very organization. Antonio Brown did similar petty things, okay? We have seen Le'Veon Bell, who gets completely, I think, lumped in, wrongfully so, to disgruntle players like Antonio Brown and others when nothing he did was nearly as bad or, or anything cl- resembling the types of things that Antonio Brown and others have done. Regardless, this is how guys act. And it is the job of the media, just like it is the job of Mike Tomlin as a head coach to go out there and make sure his team wins football games every week. The job of the media to have a pulse on the team and to relay to the general public what is going on. And whether he likes it or not or wants to admit it or not, in the year 2023, that is a pretty good indication that someone is unhappy when they do something stupid and petty like that. That is the second part of this equation. If you're George Pickens, and I know, like I said, people have been doing this for a long, long time with social media, that doesn't make it any less stupid. Because then he goes on social media after everyone writes a story about it and everyone talks about it and says, you know, you guys need MedExpress or something like that. He's like, you guys need to get, you know, checked out. for Overreacting to this thing. Dude, you're the one who did it looking for a reaction, do you understand like the how tedious of a process it is to have to go through your phone and on Instagram and like delete or archive all of your Steelers posts and then go through your followers list or search up all the people you want to unfollow associated with the Pittsburgh Steelers and unfollow each individual one that's at least a 5 to 10 minute process so this is something that he took time out of his day to do Because he wanted to send a message. He wanted to get the message out there and across that he's annoyed and frustrated. Okay, so don't act like we're all overreacting. Dude, you took the time to do this. A very tedious, time-consuming process. But George Pickens thinks, like Mike Tomlin, that everyone is overreacting to his own actions. We also have eyes. We can see when George Pickens is frustrated on the sidelines. We can see when George Pickens is not celebrating with his teammates or showing his disgust in not getting the football. He has been visibly unhappy. He didn't celebrate with Deontay Johnson after that touchdown and decided to sulk instead. And then he goes this past week and unfollows the Steelers and others on social media. It's easy to read those tea leaves. It is easy to connect the dots with that one. But here's the thing that I think that a lot of people are overreacting with this whole situation. As much as people want to point this out as a red flag and people want to immediately point to the worst-case scenario of what could happen and George Pickens could become, because it's not like this is the first time a receiver in the NFL has ever been frustrated or unhappy. It happens every year, and at least sometime in history, it's happened to every team. And I will concede that the scars in this town might be deeper than anywhere else in the NFL. This town is scarred. This fan base is scarred by the saga that was Antonio Brown and the fall from grace that it has been. He was the best receiver in the NFL. He has the resume of a Hall of Famer. But it is shocking and ridiculous how quickly that all came crashing down where this high-flying offense with Antonio Brown the best receiver in the league, went from that to, you know, he is then on the uh, Raiders and he's, you know, he's getting frostbite on his feet and then he's getting arrested for this and then he's getting charged with this and then he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he's ripping his clothes off and he's walking off the field against the Jets. I mean, that all happened after he was in Pittsburgh, but there were things that made that a messy divorce here as well. I understand that the scars are there and that they're deep. But every time someone shows that they are unhappy, or every time someone expresses their frustration, that does not mean that they're going to become Antonio Brown. So I think, first of all, as a Steelers fan base, we don't need to overreact to the idea that, unfortunately, a young, immature, inexperienced receiver doesn't know how, maybe, to best or most healthy deal with his frustrations and not getting the football. Is that such an outlandish thing to say that maybe we should give the guy a break or let the guy grow into himself or maybe we should let the scenario play out before we paint him or cast him as the next Antonio Brown as we cast him as the next diva wide receiver that's going to have a messy divorce? I see people on social media saying, oh, we better get rid of him now. What do you mean get rid of him? Like, what do you mean get rid of him? The guy is still very young, both in years and in his NFL career. Let's let the guy mature and develop and not run and cut bait at the first sign of adversity. I also kind of agree with Mike Tomlin in the sense that I like that he wants the football. I like that George Pickens is upset that he's not getting it and wants to make plays and be a part of the team. The Steelers are a better team when George Pickens is getting the football in his hands and making plays because I think that he is the best receiver on the team. They are better off when he is involved. And like Mike Tomlin always says, you'd rather say woe than sick him. I'm the same way with with George Pickens. The fact that the guy is hungry for opportunities, the fact that he is maybe not in the most healthy way, but certainly is showing how much desire he has, how much he wants the football in his hands and to get those opportunities and beat, and have the ball thrown his way. I want that. That is encouraging to me. I want that competitiveness. I want that hunger. I want that drive. And I want that passion in my players. So I don't have a problem with that. That being said, it is not necessarily the most healthy or conducive way to go about it when... The team is winning football games, and you're still acting that way. Because ultimately, and I know that there are many things the guys need to get theirs, and I don't blame them for wanting that. Guys want second contracts. You know, guys want highlights. They want to feel like they are making an impact. They want to feel like they are contributing. Ultimately, though, there is also a money aspect of this, and I get that too. You're not going to get a good second contract if you're not getting thrown the football, regardless of how – crazy your highlight plays are or um, what you do in the limited opportunities you have, the more opportunities you get, the more opportunities then you have to make plays and then down the road make money for yourself. I get that. But it is not a good look either when the team is winning football games, regardless of George Pickens is getting the football or not. The number one goal, the number one objective as a collective, as a group should be, did we get the win? And the fact that you did, and then you're showing this visible frustration is not a good look. I'll reiterate, the guy is not that old. The guy's in his halfway through his second year in the NFL. He's not a 10-year veteran freaking out. So let's let him mature and get through. But the other thing is this too. As much as it's petty for him to unfollow people on social media, maybe it's not the healthiest outlet to see him voice his frustration in this way. George Pickens has a point. He should be getting the football. And using him as a glorified decoy and just shrugging our shoulders, if you're Mike Tomlin and Matt Cannon and everyone else, and saying, well, they're going to double him. Guess we'll throw it to Deontay every play. That's limiting yourself. That's not doing a service to him. That's not doing a service to your quarterback, Kenny Pickett. And overall, that's not giving your football team the best opportunity and chance to win. One of my biggest gripes with Canada and the Steelers' offense in recent years is that they don't do a good enough job putting their best players in a position to succeed. We see that with so many other teams in the league that have these dynamic, great skill position players. They do an exceptional job of that. The Steelers do not do that enough. It would help their quarterback. It would help them score more points. It would do right by George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and others. But they don't do that. Regardless if he's double-teamed or not, there are ways you can scheme a guy open, you can find opportunities for a guy, This is not—they're not learning how to play football for the first time in their lives. Football wasn't invented two years ago. They've been doing playing this game at the professional level in the NFL for, what, like 100 years. They celebrated the 100-year anniversary just a couple of years ago. And you see week in and week out with some of the best receivers in the NFL that the other team knows exactly what they're going to try to do. The other team knows exactly who they are and what they're capable of. And they still find a way to contribute because— Their offensive coordinators, their play callers, scheme up ways to get them the football, even when all the attention from the opposing defense is paid on them. Tyreek Hill, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Mike McDaniel finds a way to get him the football and get him into space and let him do what he does best. The defense knows how dangerous he is. They are perfectly clear about how dangerous he can be. They still find a way to get in the football and let him produce because they know how good of a football player he is and they know how much it helps them when he is involved. Justin Jefferson, hurt right now, but still arguably also the best receiver in the NFL. You don't think that the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions in their division and then every other team that they face doesn't have a pretty good understanding of how good Justin Jefferson is? No, they do. But they still find a way to make sure that Justin Jefferson has 15 targets every game or to find a ways to get him open because that's remedial football. That is football at his most basic level, and the Steelers don't excel in that area. Let's take another one, for example, just to further prove the point. Travis Kelsey, Mr. Swift himself, the best tight end in the game, a future Hall of Famer, and the most dangerous weapon on the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone knows they're throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey. But Andy Reid finds a way to get him the football. So as much as it might not be healthy the way that George Pickens is expressing himself, as much as Mike Tomlin doesn't think it's that big of a deal and just thinks that he should shut up and do his job and take double coverage and open things up for Deontay, as much as he thinks that the media has blown this all out of proportions, George Pickens has a point. George Pickens should get the football more. And that's an indictment on the office coordinator, the head coach, and at times, too, the quarterback, that he is not more involved. Because every other team in the NFL finds a way to get their best weapons, opportunities where they can succeed and help that football team win. And George Pickens can do a lot more for this football team to help them win by drawing double teams and opening things up for Deontay Johnson. 412-928-9370, that is the phone number to call if you want to join the conversation here. I'd love to get your thoughts on this and how you feel about this George Pickens situation. I think there's a lot of blame to go around, clearly. I just outlined it there. They can nip this in the bud. Someone needs to step up as a leader and tell George Pickens how it is. He hasn't been conducting himself in the best way. I think fans are overreacting and, and labeling him the next Antonio Brown when that's way too premature and kind of offensive, I think, to me. Who would want to be compared to Antonio Brown? I mean, George Pickens hasn't killed anybody. Not that Antonio Brown has, but like what he has done, he's unfollowed people on social media and he has acted out and shown visible frustration on the field. He didn't kill anybody. Like he didn't do anything reckless or endanger the lives of people. He didn't commit a federal crime. I mean, all he's done is be pissed off that he didn't get thrown the football. A lot of people have done a lot worse, but everyone's acting like he is some menace to society. But also, there's some blame to go on the OC and others in this organization that he's not getting the football Maybe he does have a point. 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls when we come back, and we'll talk to Mike DeFabo in about 15 minutes, get his thoughts on this as well. It's Kilberger on the fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.